The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC. After review, the ball was fumbled. It was not an incomplete pass. It was recovered immediately by Iowa. It will be Iowa's ball, first down at the 27-yard line. So how about that? Jeff George starting, rolls right, fumbles the football, and Iowa recovers it. And for Illinois, that is the first fumble loss they've had all season. They had fumbled eight times but recovered all previous eight. Now they lose one here on the first play from scrimmage, and Iowa takes over just outside of the 25 third and short situation which is really manageable for an offense like Iowa. And that's what they have here. Third down and right around a yard. Ivory Kelly Martin dotting the eye. And a big hole. Oh, he lost the football. Kelly Martin fumbled it. And it's picked up by Patrick Nelson. Nelson tried to cut it outside and eventually tracked down at the 30. But a fumble for a fumble. And we've only played 92 seconds in this game. Hello and welcome into Quick Hits on Hawkeye's Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin, bringing you the sixth edition of Quick Hits this season. Follow along with me on Twitter at Tyler Chumlin, at Hawkeye's Mike on Twitter as well. Hawkeyes 3-2 and two going into week six. Started the season off 3-0, and oh, wins over Wyoming, Iowa State, and North Texas, but unable to keep the streak alive going into Big Ten play where they lost to number four Penn State at home in week four and again on the road in East Lansing to Michigan State last weekend. The remedy Iowa needed was a homecoming matchup with Illinois this past Saturday in which the black and gold came away with a 45-16 convincing victory over the sort of fighting Illini. On this program, we'll do a deep dive into what transpired at Kinnick Stadium in the game, hear from many Iowa players as well as Kirk Ferentz. We'll analyze things for Iowa on a small scale and what the game means going forward, but ultimately we'll take a look at what this means for Iowa. Big picture. I really want to get into that coming up later on the program, what it means for the overall 2017 campaign. So let's get into it. The game opened up with Illinois at its own 25 after the McGill Racinos touchback on the kickoff. On the very first play of the game, Jeff George Jr. was sacked by Anthony Nelson and the ball squirted into the air. Ben Neiman hopped on it for Iowa at the Illinois 27. Hawkeyes in business. First play, turnover Iowa with the ball. Interesting on Iowa's first possession, Akram Wadley did not play for whatever reason. It was not asked after the game. Unknown reason why Wadley did not play. That matters a lot right now. Iowa got the ball at the 19. Ivory Kelly Martin rushes up the gut. He's hit and the ball skips out of his hands. Illinois covers it up. Iowa can't capitalize on the turnover. They turn it over themselves. Kelly Martin has the drop issue again. That's why it's important that Wadley didn't play. Now Wadley did come in the game on their next possession, but as it stands, Kelly Martin has the fumble. Illinois with the ball back goes 10 play, 65 yards, gets to the 11 yard line where McLaughlin converts the 29 yard field goal. Illinois takes the early lead 3 to 0. The Iowa turnover results in points for Illinois. The drive for Illinois was highlighted by a big third and one conversion from George to Lewis Dorsey for 40 yards to get down to the Iowa 11 yard line. Hawkeyes get the ball back at their own 25. Wadley in the game this time. Carries the ball a number of times down the field, including a nice little 14-yard scamper with an unreal juke move on second and 10 from the Illinois 26. 
They get inside the red zone on third and three. Stanley drops back, finds Nick Easley for five yards in the end zone for the touchdown. Iowa takes the lead seven to three after the PAT is good by Racinos. Iowa goes 11 plays, 75 yards for the touchdown. On the touchdown play, Illinois commits a personal foul penalty, which allows Iowa to kick off from the 50-yard line. Now, usually that's no big deal, but Miguel Racinos takes it upon himself to kick an onside kick. The ball travels 15 yards. The Hawkeyes recover it. Matt Hankins gets on it for Iowa. An onside kick for the Hawkeyes? Hashtag New Kirk. Iowa gets down to the 14-yard line. They can't push it into the end zone until they get down to the 14. Wadley runs up the middle on fourth down. Can't get it. Kenyon Jackson for the Illini steps up there. Iowa turns it over on downs. Hashtag New Kirk. Hashtag Old Kirk. I don't know. Fourth down, it was really interesting. It seemed like it, there was no doubter there that they were going to go for it but from the 14-yard line. Typically, I think in that situation, you kick the field goal, but Iowa was confident they could get the yard. They could not Illinois with the big stop. Illinois with the ball now. First quarter coming to an end. In the second quarter, they get down to the Iowa 19 for a second and 15. Jeff George Jr. drops back with Jack Hockaday getting good pressure. George throws it. Amani Hooker steps in and snags the interception in the end zone. Hockaday filling in for Josie Jewell gets the pressure. Jewell uh, left the game temporarily for what appeared to be an equipment issue. No injury to speak of after the game, so something maybe to watch later on, but it sounds like Jewell was fine. He did return back in this football game. Iowa was pushed into the red zone a couple times in this game where they were able to get big turnovers. Uh, this one was the first instance. Amani Hooker was asked after the game about the interception and about that bend and break mentality. And Iowa fans have, have loved it and they've hated it, that bend but don't break. Here's Hooker after the game talking about that bend but don't break mentality. Bend but we don't break. I mean, that's something that I've always uh, been taught. Sometimes you're going to bend on defense. Teams are going to make plays, make long runs, but you can't break, can't let them score. If they do score, it's got to be a field goal. So, I mean, we did that good as a defense. We made stops when we had to make stops. And we made turnovers when we had to make turnovers. Hawkeyes get the ball back. They drive down to the 20 where Miguel Racino sails in a 37-yard field goal to extend the lead for Iowa 10-3. Illinois runs only six plays, highlighted by a 58-yard rush by Mike Epstein up the middle as they drive 85 yards to punch it into the end zone with Ravon Bonner. Tie score 10-10. Iowa goes three and out. Now, it's interesting because Iowa just just doesn't seem like they can get their feet underneath them. They make a big play, they do something great, and then they, kick, they shoot themselves in the foot or they fall flat. And that's what happens a lot of times when you have a young team, young quarterback, especially Especially, but after Illinois scores, typically the idea is to score right away. Iowa goes three and out. Illinois then drives the ball down the field. McLaughlin gives them another lead, 13 to 10 this time on the 24-yard field goal. So instead of Iowa answering, they don't answer. Illinois capitalizes. Iowa gets the ball down 13-10, 2:49 remaining in the first half. The Hawks get to the Illinois 41-yard line where they have fourth and five. Colton Rastetter comes in to punt, but direct snap to Amani Hooker who runs 18 yards down the right side of the field to the Illinois 20. 23-yard line, keeps the drive alive on the fake punt. Iowa has an onside kick and a fake punt in one half. Here's Kirk Ferentz after the game on the big fake punt, which kept the drive alive for the Hawkeyes. You know, it's, it's a play we've had in our playbook, and uh, we practice it weekly, but it's it's got to present itself where we feel like we might have a shot, and we thought there might be an opportunity today, and just seemed like we needed a little something there to get us going, and uh, so, you know, Mine did a great job on that. The blocking up front was good, and then most importantly, we finished after that. With only eight seconds remaining in the half, Stanley slings it out to the left to Wadley. Wadley slips, but he falls into the end zone, putting Iowa up 17 to 13 at the break. 13 plays, 75 yards, 241. Time elapsed on the great drive by Iowa, getting points with eight seconds left. A huge turning point because Iowa gets the ball at the half. Matt Vandenberg talked a little bit at half about halftime momentum and what what goes into it after the game. Here's Matt Vandenberg. 
I think the second half uh, was a good good team football. I think we did that the second half. I don't think as much the first, but the uh, second half I think was good team football, and now we got to figure out a way to carry that through the bye week into the rest of our season. Yes, they score the touchdown. Yes, they go into halftime with a lead, but the problem here is I was not able to capitalize yet again in the second half. Not able to capitalize in the first possession, going three and out. Grisande, the freshman, he comes in and punts at 38 yards. Iowa burns the red shirt off of the freshman punter. Iowa keeps Illinois just kind of hanging around in this football game, which in the past for Kirk Ferentz teams, that does not bode well. It didn't matter. You guys all know that Iowa won this football game, but we're going to continue to go into it. These are the same types of struggles that Iowa has had in the past, the same type of struggle that they had last week against Michigan State, when in reality, they could have played a lot better and they really probably could have won that football game, but they kind of lingered. They kind of got off to a slow start, and that's kind of the same trend that we've seen for this Hawkeye football team all year. Illinois can't get anything going. They give it back to Iowa. Iowa goes three and out once again. Same type of stuff. Illinois drives the ball down to the Iowa 22-yard line, where they appear to be in business to possibly take the lead because Iowa's allowed them to hang around. George drops back on first down, tosses it left. Brandon Snyder, playing in his first game back after injuring his ACL in the spring, steps in front of it, picks it off. Not only does he pick it off, but he takes it 89 yards, housed it. Pick six for Snyder. Iowa goes up 24-13. Huge play. Brandon Snyder tore his ACL in the spring. I mean, it's been five and a half months, and this guy came back and played in this football game. Not only did he play, but he made a huge impact, getting the pick six, putting Iowa up 24-13. Here's an emotional Brandon Snyder after the football game. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was huge, and we need to put it out. Anytime we get inside the red zone, we're all just we're just trying to put out put out the fire and make it a field goal, help our offense out a little bit. Um, we try to keep them out of there first and foremost, but when you get down there, you just got to um, get tough and keep it out. And that was um, just a moment I want to show everybody I'm back um, and just taking care of your role. You know, my role was that gap, and my goal is to have that guy, you know, on a vertical route, and so that's what I tried to do. And, and just keep him out of the end zone. Kirk Ferentz over the years has talked a lot about good feel-good stories. And when you're at a program as long as Kirk Ferentz has been, you get these feel-good stories. You watch guys grow. You watch guys experience things. You watch guys go through these types of things. And here's Kirk Ferentz after the game talking about Brandon Snyder overcoming, coming back from that injury that only, was only five and a half months ago. You heard guys tear the ACL. They're out for the year. They're out for a whole year. He came back in five and a half months. Here's Ferentz after the game talking about getting Snyder back. And then, you know, talking about Brandon Snyder, I know you've already uh, interviewed him, but, you know, quite a story there. Just not only the, the time that it took him to return, but the way he handled it. Needless to say, he really rehabbed hard uh, to push the push the needle a little bit that way. Uh, and then beyond that, I think the mental work that he was doing when he was out. And, uh, you know, some players, a player that has experience and a player who's been through some ups and downs like he was a year ago, has a real opportunity to, to take that time when he can't practice and improve. And I think that's uh, certainly what Brandon's been doing. Uh, so I can't say enough the, about the work that he's done when he's been away from the field and not not able to be out there in the huddle. And uh, for him to you know take a get a pick six today and give us a spark like he did, that's just really uh, poetic justice, if you will. So 24-13 is the score. Hawkeyes need to uh, keep things rolling here. Illinois gets the ball back. They get a field goal from 40 out, makes it 24-16. to So third quarter comes to an end. You're sitting here thinking, okay, 24-16, Iowa's allowed Illinois to kind of hang around in this football game. This is where the identity for the Hawkeyes was found. And I'm going to point back to this. If things go the way that I think they're going to go for the next few weeks for the Hawkeyes going into the bye week, this is where things get wild. This is where the offense finally finds a little bit of what they've been looking for. Things get crazy offensively for this Iowa football team after the third quarter. Iowa goes 75 yards, seven plays, including a touchdown touchdown toss from Stanley to Matt Vandenberg as Vandenberg streaked to the defense in the middle of the field. Nothing but green in front of him. Touchdown from Stanley to Vandenberg goes 39 
Ryan yards to put Iowa up 31 to 16. Here's the senior Vandenberg on the touchdown catch to extend Iowa's lead afterwards. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it was exciting. You know, coaches put us in a in a spot to be successful, and uh, Nate and I were able to be on the same page. Get clear, no one's in front of you. What's, what's your first thought? Um, run. <laughs> you know, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've had a ball like that in a long time. So uh, it was exciting to be able to uh, find the end zone again. Illinois turns it over on downs. Iowa goes six plays this time, 66 yards, capping it off with an Akram Wildly run from 18 yards out into the end zone. 18-yard run that surpasses Sean Green for Akram Wildly as 10th all-time on Iowa's rushing list. Wildly finished the game needing only 38 more yards to pass Ronnie Harmon for 9th all-time in Iowa history. Hawkeyes up 38-16 to after the Wildly touchdown. Couple of punts, a third and two for Illinois. He's Jeff George Jr. throws a pass on the right side. Geno Stone steps in, picks it off for Iowa. Stone fumbles it, but Iowa's Garrett Jansen falls on it. Iowa takes over once again at the Illinois four-yard line this time. Third and goal, Tyler Wiegers comes in the game. Wiegers tosses a pass to Ivory Kelly Martin for the score, putting Iowa 45-16. to That is your final score, 45-16. to The Hawkeyes victorious over Illinois. Really nice to see Ivory Kelly Martin step in there and getting that touchdown at the end of the game after fumbling early. A little bit of redemption for Ivory Kelly Martin. Nice to see. Good for the Hawkeyes. Ultimately good for Tyler Wiegers as well to get a little bit of experience, get in there and play a little bit. So there you have it. That's the final score. 45-16. to Iowa lights up the fourth quarter to ultimately route the fighting Illini. We're going to go ahead and take a real quick break here on Quick Hits on Hawkeyes Mike. If you'd like to be a part of our team at Hawkeyes Mike through advertising, shoot an email over to us at info at hawkeyesmike.com. That's info at hawkeyesmike.com. Or you can give us a call 866-74-HAWKS. That's 1-866-744-2957. We'd love to have you be a part of our team here at Hawkeyes Mike. We have a great time doing it. We love doing it. John, Jack, myself, we love doing it. Broadcasting original Iowa Hawkeye programming for 11 years now. Whew, hard to believe. Hawkeyes Mike, 11 years. Over 10 years. Good stuff. This is Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. Iowa beats Illinois 45-16. to I'm going to have stats, analysis. We'll hear from some more players. Kirk Ferentz after we get back from this short break. Come on back for more. I'm your host, Tyler Chum. And this is Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. Stanley, over the middle, touchdown! Nick Easley, his fourth touchdown reception of the season. After the play was over, personal foul, defense number seven. That 15-yard penalty will be enforced on the kickoff. Touchdown is good. Five-yard touchdown pass that caps a 75-yard touchdown drive. And Nick Easley, the team leader in receptions, finding the end zone on the pass from Nate Stanley. Iowa leads it. Hawkeyes Mike programs are brought to you in part by Prefence Hand Sanitizer. One application lasts all day. Try the hand sanitizer used by the Iowa Hawkeyes. And remember, the best defense is Prefence. And by TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal, building strong and safe in the Midwest for over 50 years. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer, protects your hands all day. Stays on up to 10 washings, moisturizes, alcohol-free, and safe for the kids. So go ahead, touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet. Prefins, keep your hands germ-free all day. Racinos, he does go on sides with a 15-yard penalty, and Iowa recovered it. Matt Hankins jumps on it for the Hawkeyes. Well, Coach 
they had the 15 yards to boot there, so they said, why not go for the onside that worked to perfection? Well, yeah, and I'm sure that in the preparation this week, they saw that the kickoff return team for Illinois didn't cover the whole field. They do an excellent job, and the number one thing the kicker has to do is kick it 10 yards, but don't kick it out of bounds. Welcome back to Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin, at Tyler Chumlin on Twitter, at Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter if you want to follow along with us. Iowa Hawkeyes victorious over Illinois 45-16 to in Week 6. Hawkeyes moved to 4-2 and after starting the Big Ten season, 0-2 with losses to Penn State and Michigan State. It was a slow game, slow start for the Hawkeyes, but they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, a couple really nice touchdowns. Uh, Nate Stanley getting involved, Akram Wadley getting involved. The offense as a whole looked a lot better in that second half than it did in the first half, and that's been kind of the trend, has been the slow start, and Iowa's going to have to overcome that at some point point in time, but again, they're victorious going into the bye week, 45-16. to Let's get into some statistics in this football game. Iowa, they gave up some yards to Illinois, 446 yards to 441 for Iowa. Passing yards, 246. Rushing yards, 200 for the Illini. Iowa had 250 through the air, 191 on the ground. Iowa gave up 20 first downs. They had 20 first downs, but they also gave up 20 first downs. Illinois is not a great team. And it's not, well, it's a little disconcerting seeing them give up so many yards and seeing Illinois move the ball in Iowa. Without those couple turnovers they had in the red zone, Illinois is right in this football game. They very well could have won. Now, Iowa ultimately wore them down and was able to beat them, you know, to a pulp a little bit in the fourth quarter. But they were able to move the ball. And that's a concern for this defense going forward. And they're going to have to make some adjustments. I think it's nice having Brandon Snyder back there. The corners are coming along. I think Manny Regumba should be full strength when they come back from the bye week. So that should be good for the the Hawkeyes as well, but they're going to have to figure this out because they've got tough games coming up. The first game after the bye week is Northwestern, and you know how Northwestern can move the ball. Josh Jackson, those guys, those, those guys they'll move it, and um, they, they need to do something on defense to make some adjustments. Penalties, Illinois had five for 50 yards, Iowa three for 18 yards. Illinois had the four turnovers, Iowa had two turnovers um, on the game, one fumble, and then one interception thrown as well. Time of possession, Illinois 31-40 and Iowa 28-20. Individual stats, let's start with Illinois. Jeff George Jr., the son of Jeff George, the quarterback great, 22 of 45, no touchdowns, three picks on the day. Uh, Illinois rushing. Mike Epstein, he had seven carries for 83 yards. Reggie Corbin had seven for 61. Ravon Bonner had 12 for 47, and he had the touchdown. And then Jeff George had three for 11. Illinois got some pretty decent receivers. Lewis Dorsey had three catches for 75 yards. Malik Turner had three for 45. Ricky Smalling had three for 44. Carmine Green had four for 28. Mike Dudek had three for 20. Dominic Thiemann had one for 13. Trenard Davis had two for 11. Chase Crouch, the backup quarterback now, was the starting quarterback until this last week. He had a catch for seven yards, and then Reggie Corbin had two catches for three yards. George did have a fumble earlier in the game as well. Nate Stanley, the quarterback for the Hawkeyes, 17 of 32, three touchdowns, one interception. Quarterback rating is 71.1. Not a bad day, not the most efficient day for Stanley, but um, we're going to hear from Kirk Ferentz here coming up in a little bit, kind of his grade. He doesn't do grades. We learned that in the press conference. We've learned that before, but kind of explaining, you know, how, how far along Stanley has come. I think he's played terrific as a sophomore, first-time starter through six games. We're going to continue to see him grow. Tyler Wiegers had one completion for um, two attempts, but that was a touchdown pass to Ivory Kelly Martin in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Akram Wadley, 23 carries, 115 yards on the ground, one touchdown. That's a pretty good average for Wadley at five yards per carry. 
Torin Young had eight carries for 32 yards. Ivory Kelly Martin had two carries for 22 yards. Monty Hooker had the carry on the fake punt for 18 yards. Noah Fant had a carry. It was a weird play, a tight end sweep for three yards. Kind of a wrinkle. We haven't seen that before from the Hawkeyes. And then Nate Stanley had three for negative one yard. Receiving for the Hawkeyes, Noah Fant led the way with three catches and 78 yards. Nick Easley had a nice day, seven catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Matt Vandenberg had two catches, 48. One of those was a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson had two for 41. Hacker Mildley had two for 14 and another touchdown. Amir Smith-Marset had a catch for seven, and Ivory Kelly Martin had one catch for three yards. That was the touchdown. Iowa defense on the day. No surprise here. Josie Jewell led the way in tackling 10 tackles. Five of those were solos. One tackle for loss. Bo Bauer also had 10 tackles in the game. Four of those were solos. Michael Ojemudia had six tackles in the game. Amani Hooker had six tackles as well. Josh Jackson had five tackles. Three of those were solo tackles for Jackson. Brandon Snyder had three tackles. Two of those were solo tackles. He had the interception for the touchdown. There were a couple times where Snyder looked a little off, but I suppose that's what's going to happen when he hasn't played, um, recovering from the injuries. So we'll see how Snyder can adapt to things going forward. But he looked really good at times, looked a little out of place at a couple times, but we'll see where he ends up down the line. Anthony Nelson had three tackles. He had a big sack in the game. Miles Taylor had two tackles. Jay Coolett had two tackles. Monty Jones had two tackles. Christian Welch had two tackles. Epineza had two tackles. Um, he played pretty well again. Be interested to see if Epineza in the second half really starts getting more involved. Seems like every every game he's out there, he makes a little bit of an impact. So it, it's got to be hard to keep a guy like that on the bench. But, you know, they're using him whenever they can. And it's, it's good to see. Um, further down, Parker Hesse had two tackles and a whole litany of guys had one tackle. Final score, 45-16. to 16, The Iowa Hawkeyes victorious going into the bye week. The story of this game was the second-half team versus the first-half team. Iowa wasn't very good in the first half. They were very good in the fourth quarter. Pretty good second half overall. Here's Matt Vandenberg talking about Iowa doing just that, not playing a full game, but ultimately playing well in the second half and overcoming those obstacles. I think the second half uh, was a good good team football. I think we did that the second half. I don't think as much the first, but the uh, second half I think was good team football, and now we got to figure out a way to carry that through the bye week into the rest of our season. One of the things that I mentioned earlier was Iowa kind of finding their identity. And the reason I'm kind of thinking about that is because Amani Hooker said something after the game that kind of resonated with me. And here's Hooker after the game speaking about kind of this idea of Iowa finding their identity in this Illinois game. Yeah, I think this was a game where we kind of found ourselves in our identity. I know we came out there first half, we weren't the best, but then over time we picked it up and got stops, offense was making plays, so it was a fun game for us. Teams have to find their identities. They have to learn how to win. They have to learn how to not lose a lot of times. And ultimately, they have to figure out how to do it on a grand scale and how to do it over and over and over again. This Iowa team over the last three years has really been successful. They're a road team, man. They, they win games on the road. And they weren't able to do it against Michigan State last week. But they've got to get back to those winning ways. And they get to go on the road to Northwestern. It's not a tough place to play by any means. But Iowa and Northwestern have gone head-to-head. They've battled. Pat Fitzgerald hates Iowa. He wants to beat Iowa. And it's good that Iowa gets a bye week prior to that football game. But this is where Iowa has to find their identity. Because they're going to get in the heart of that Big Ten schedule here coming up. And you don't get a choice. You have to figure it out. I mean, it gets really hot and heavy after that Minnesota game. They get Ohio State at home at Wisconsin. An improved Purdue team comes to Kinnick Stadium. And then at Nebraska. Nebraska's no world beater this year, but they still go to Nebraska. Iowa has had a lot of success down there. You know the Huskers are going to want to beat Iowa. So things are going to get hot and heavy here pretty quick. 
you look at that schedule going forward, how many wins do you find? How many wins do you see looking at this thing? I know Iowa looks at it and says there's six wins there, but they play some good teams. So that identity stuff has to be they got to get it figured out. They get the bye week. How do they utilize the bye week? That's what everyone was always talking about after they get the win against Illinois. How do you use the bye week to get better? Here's Nate Stanley after the game about utilizing the bye week. It's just an opportunity for us to get better, you know. Uh, certainly I think we all see this as, as an opportunity to, to kind of rejuvenate physically, you know, uh, but mentally just hit it as hard as we always have, you know, just be able to, to look at the film and, and learn from it and then have a whole week to go out and correct those mistakes that that we did make, you know, is, is something that'll be pretty good for us. You hear the word focus and execution a lot for Iowa. And I'm going to let Coach Matt Vandenberg use coach speak here to talk about what they have to do through the bye week to ultimately stay focused. Here's wide receiver Matt Vandenberg with a little bit of coach speak after the Illinois win. Yeah, you know, we just got to stay focused. You know, this week we had to worry about us and worry about um, what we can do to get better. Uh, you know, the second half I think was a good start, but now we got to carry that over into this next week. Iowa gets through the first half of the season 4-2. and two. They've got a very tough schedule coming up at Northwestern. Then they get Minnesota. Then they get Ohio State. Then Wisconsin on the road. Then they get Purdue at home. Then they get Nebraska on the road to wrap things up. What's been the storyline so far for the Hawkeyes? I think a big storyline has been Nate Stanley and how impressive he's been. He hasn't had to do much at times. And the offense has shown struggles at times. Don't get me wrong here. They've... they've gone in a shell and that's typical Iowa but I've been really impressed with Nate Stanley and I think Kirk Ferentz has too here's Ferentz after the game talking about his sophomore quarterback yeah it's always tough to answer those kind of questions because you know our expectations are you know we're going to watch and see what happens you know you're really not quite sure until guys get on the game field but uh, yeah he's doing an awful lot of good things and I, I felt like that you know for six weeks now you know there's there's some things that they have to get ironed out but he's really worked hard uh, he's un- unbelievably conscientious and I can say the same thing about Tyler both those guys are first class guys uh, but with every experience, you know, he's doing some good things. He's making good throws. He had one one he'd like to have back today, and the ball just got away from him. But he was he had the right idea on it. it wasn't like it was a you know bad bad idea or trying to force or any of that kind of stuff. The ball just took off. So, yeah, we're really and in, in, you know enthused about him. And we got a lot of guys like him talking about worse and talking about uh, Nate that are younger as players. And it's just a matter every every experience they go through is so valuable. So hopefully we can keep building. One of the other storylines has been the play calling. And Brian Ferentz has very much so put his mark on this offense and the way that Iowa's calling plays. And Iowa's also run some fakes. They've run some onside kicks and some other things. Here's Ferentz after the game talking about the fakes and the onside kicks. Well, yeah, those are recommendations from the staff, and, and uh, boy, I'm all for them. Uh, but I, I feel even better when we do them while in practice. And, and uh, Miguel was kicking that, that onside kick. He really did a nice job all week. So it's a little easier for me to have, you know, give it the okay uh, when you see it a couple times during the week. That gives you confidence. And, and the fake punt's something we, it's in our playbook. But uh, yeah, we thought it was just, you know, maybe there. And then uh, in that situation right there, we just felt like we needed a little, little juice, something maybe to get us going here. And that, you know, the guys did a great job with the execution. Play one more clip for you guys here. Um, I had a chance to talk to uh, Miguel Racinos after the game, and we never give kickers love. We never give kickers any love um, unless they make a big kick or they miss a big kick. But here's Miguel Racinos. I kind of like how he puts this when asked individually, how are you doing so far this season? Are you where you want to be as far as your overall performance? And do you see, you know, how you can get better? Here's Racinos after the Illinois win. You can always be better. I mean, there's there are some small things that like I was doing that I liked, some that I didn't like. I mean, no one probably noticed, but on one of my kickoffs, I 
screwed up my steps and I had to like adjust on the fly and I don't want to do that <laughs> and you know so there's always there's always something and you know honestly I could I could practice better there's always some already some drills I want to incorporate for the next week so um, yeah I guess the best answer I can give you is you know you can always get better and so Iowa victorious 45 to 16 over the fighting Illini they get their bye week coming up this next week and it's a time to focus it's a time to really get rested up and get tuned up for the final games I've mentioned the schedule a couple times I'll go through that real quick one more time and then I'll get to your Big Ten scoreboard and then I'll get out of here but Northwestern on the road in two weeks that's a tough game winnable game but tough game Minnesota at home Minnesota's kind of come down to earth a little bit over the past couple weeks um, after that 4-0 start PJ Fleck in his first season there but then the schedule gets really really difficult you get a couple games at home those games being Ohio State and then Purdue sandwiched in between those two is a road trip to Madison. Wisconsin and Iowa have played so tight, but Wisconsin's really good this season. They are very, very good. So it'll be interesting to see where Wisconsin's at at that point in time. And then as I mentioned, that game at home against Purdue and then Nebraska on the road, Black Friday, the very last game of the year. Iowa's got four wins. They need six wins to be bowl eligible, but where do you see three or four more wins in that schedule? They beat Northwestern, Minnesota, and Purdue. Those are the three teams that they probably should be favored to beat and the teams they probably should beat. That puts you at seven wins. Now you get one upset against Ohio State, Wisconsin, or Nebraska. Well, Nebraska might not be an upset at that point in time. I guess I shouldn't get too far ahead of myself, put the cart before the horse there. But I see maybe four wins in there. I also see Iowa derailing if they can't beat Northwestern. And that's been a tough, tough team for Iowa over the years. As I mentioned, Pat Fitzgerald's not a big fan of Iowa. He hates Iowa. So schedule going forward is interesting. It's tough. They need to continue to find their identity. If Iowa is successful in the second half, I think we'll look back at this Illinois game and we'll look at that fourth quarter and we'll say, that was your jumping off point. That is when Iowa found their identity, when they learned how to win, I think, and I, I think this could be a fun, fun, fun last six games for the Hawkeyes into the bowl season. It should be interesting to watch. Let's go ahead and get into the Big Ten scoreboard here quick before I get out of here. Penn State winners over Northwestern 31-7. to Indiana beat Charleston Southern 27 to nothing. Purdue beat Minnesota 31-17. to Ohio State routed Maryland 62-14. to Michigan State victorious over number 7. Michigan at the Big House 14-10. to What a game that was. Michigan State really, really turning some heads at this point with the big win over Iowa last week and then the win over Michigan 14-10. to And then Wisconsin beat Nebraska 30 to 17 in Huskerland in Lincoln. That's going to do it for me here on Quick Hits. 45 to 16, the Hawkeyes were victorious. I'm going to have a week off. The bye week is a week off for me. We will still have stuff for you this week on Hawkeyes Mike, though. We're still going to have coverage this week. The coordinators will meet with the media. I believe they meet on Tuesday this week. Um, or no, they meet on Wednesday this week, so we'll have all that interact with us. We love to have you guys interact with us. We love to talk to you guys um, all the time. Um, give us a call. You can call us uh, 866-74-HAWKS. If you want, shoot us an email, info at hawkeyesmike.com. Interact with us on Twitter at hawkeyesmike. Interact with me on Twitter at Tyler Chumlin. I know I'll be watching the games coming up this weekend. Should be a fun time. Iowa back on the road. I'll be at that game coming up in Evanston here in a couple weeks at Northwestern. After the Northwestern game, we'll be back here on Quick Hits. Credit to Big Ten Network for clips used in this program. This has been a presentation of Hawkeyes Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Quick Hits on Hawkeyes Mike. And broadcast school has really paid off.
Are you looking for a new, rewarding career with great benefits? TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal in Ely, Iowa, just south of Cedar Rapids, provides great career opportunities with wages starting at $20 an hour, including benefits. Give TNK a call today at 319-848-4191 or toll free at 1-800-383-7663 to begin your roofing career today. $20 per hour starting wage, including benefits. You can't beat that. Give TNK a call at 319-848-4191 or toll free 1-800-383-7663. You can also visit their brand new website at tkroofing.com. TNK Roofing, a proud union company and member of Built by Pros in Eastern Iowa. This has been a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike, LLC.